When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Here is the sports editor for the Omaha World Herald, Sam McEwen. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sam McEwen. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw the ball, and you just stand back there and throw us where you want to go. You know, and that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen. Top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, 590 ESPN Omaha, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. Happy to have you with us on this Monday morning and happy to now be joined by Sam McEwen, the sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Sam, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Good, Sam. Good morning to you. Busy weekend, uh, no doubt. But the biggest news that kind of got buried underneath state basketball and Selection Sunday and uh, everything else taking place this weekend was the Chicago Bears trading the number one overall (laughs) pick, Sam. That's right. It was big news in Chicago. What do you think? What do you You think? Oh, I like it. You know, I'll take I'll take the receiver. I mean, the Bears don't have very good receivers, um, so I'm happy about that. You know, the, obviously they were going to trade the picks, uh, the, the one pick, and they were going to get picks. Um, I thought they got a pretty good trade. You know, when you go down to number nine, you gotta you gotta pick smart. Uh, so you know, they're 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 going to have to pick the right guy at nine, and that's odd to say. Yeah, they're going to get a good football player at nine. You know they're not picking the third pick, and so you know, I think you've got to be smart about about who you select there. But you know they'll they'll get a pretty good pick in in twenty twenty four because I don't think the Panthers are going to turn it around uh, that fast. So you know I I, I, I don't mind it. You know I, I I like what they I like what they got. Now the pressure's off. There doesn't have to be a big you know uh, month long countdown. They can focus on getting the best player they want at nine, um, and they got a pretty good receiver out of it too. Uh, now you know they're going to have to probably give him a contract, and and, and we'll see what they do. Um, but you know, I, I I thought Ryan Poles did a nice job. So it's interesting. You're one of the few Bears fans that isn't gushing. Is it because you you have stress disorder? Because I'm looking at the numbers, Sam, and I don't have any skin in the game. Uh. It seems like he didn't give up a ton to get a no. lot. Well, no, they they gave up they gave up the number one pick, and they basically gave up the right to select whatever quarterback they want. And you know, there's there's Did, a lot of talk, so it, there, there's no one great quarterback. Yeah, so do you feel comfortable saying that? Because what if they didn't want to – how about just the player they like? Because I I don't think it was going to be a quarterback to begin with. 
Well, there's one player, and, you know, he's he's in a messy situation, you know. Um, there's only one player that you would have picked at that spot. Oh, Jalen Carter. So, yeah. And yeah. so, it, it wasn't a quarterback. He could still fall to nine. So, uh, Maybe. He, well, he, he certainly could. He could fall a lot farther than that, too. Hey, when's uh, that date? April 16th or 14th? Or when is that? The court date. I think it's the 14th or the 16th. I don't know when the court date is. <laughs> For him? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, like, again, there's that's not going to keep him out of the NFL. You know, that that's not going to he, – he's going to be in the NFL at some point. Um, but, you know, like I – but I don't know – I don't, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily what they want. He's now he's not a pass rusher, so can you go get the pass rusher you want at nine? And of course, you can get a quarterback at nine. Patrick Mahomes went ten, so you know, I mean, yes, of course. But the, the challenge with 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 knowing who Patrick Mahomes is going to be is related to the system that he's in now and the players that are around him. If you take Patrick Mahomes and you put him somewhere else, would he be Brett Favre or would he be, you know, somebody that that threw a lot of touchdowns but also made a lot of mistakes? Patrick Mahomes is the perfect marriage of the quarterback, the system, having the players around him, the coach, you know. And so I don't, I don't know that that it's that simple all the time. It's let's just go get the guy that's like Patrick Mahomes. So I. I don't think they would have done that, and, and, and so I like what they're doing here. No, I'm, I'm happy with where they're at, but I'm objective. You know, like I think you have to you just have to see how it goes, and, and the Bears have a long climb. It's time for them to be in the NFL playoffs every single year. <laughs> Packers are in trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah. Whether they keep Rodgers or they don't, that franchise is not what it was, uh, and, you know, the Vikings do what the Vikings always do. So the, the division's there for the taking. This isn't, you know, there's no longer kind of like the, the division the Steelers are in. You can just tell that the Steelers and the Packers held a grip over their respective divisions for a long time, and it's wide open. And so it's time for any team in that division to take over. And with free agency starting this week, they have a lot of money to spend, too. Mm-hmm. Let's change gears here, Sam, and talk How about, about Carolina and their cap space. Oh. Yeah, that too. Um, let, let's change gears and talk about Selection Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the local team. It's not the commanding red-hot team people were expecting at the start of the year, but uh, they did seem to get a favorable draw last night opposed to some other teams. In terms of difficulty, do you think this team has the potential to meet the early season expectations now of an Elite Eight or better because of where they're seated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that could have happened. Um, there's a lot of things that could have happened at Creighton, and it would not have been good. It could have been shipped, you know, uh, 1,500 miles away. There's a lot of things that could happen. They got to go to Denver, and they get to play a team that, if nothing else, is going to want to get it up and down. And Creighton has no problem scoring and running. Then they get to play a team that, okay, Baylor is a better team than Creighton maybe, but Baylor is not playing that well. And they're also kind of a gimmicky team. This isn't the Baylor team from a couple of years ago. This is kind of the Baylor team they lost to nine years ago in the NCAA tournament. 
So, you know, if you figure out how to beat them, and Iowa State's done that, and you know, Iowa State's coach just happens to be Greg McDermott's probably his best friend, darn close to it. Um, you got a great chance. Uh, you're going to have a fan advantage in, in, in Denver because ba- Baylor's, you know, I mean, we all know it. The Baylor's fan base is not. It's comprised of about 2,000 people in basketball that travel with them. So you're going to have a fan advantage. You're probably going to have a home court advantage in Denver. Um, and then you're going, if you win those two, and I don't know, somebody said you see Santa Barbara might beat Baylor, and I don't think that's true. But, no. But, you know, if that happened, well, then you're, you're playing UC Santa Barbara, which has got nine people there. Uh, and So then you're going to, to uh, the Yum Center in Louisville, and you're playing Arizona. You know, and I mean, Arizona's a good team. Uh, they're better than Creighton, and they've already beaten Creighton. But they, you know, but they beat Creighton out in, out, out in you know, the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And that won't be, it won't be easy for Arizona to travel halfway across the country. So, yeah. You know, absolutely. Now, Final Four, uh, that's a tall task, given given who's in the region. And that team's going to come out of the other side. You can just almost guarantee it. They're, they're very good. And um, As my colleague, Dirk Chatwin, said on, on Twitter last night, the tough region is, is the West. And so if you look at that one, that one's pretty stacked. Um, I don't think this region is nearly as stacked, and I think it's designed for Alabama to get, get all the way home. And, and to get to get to Houston. So, yeah, Creighton's got a really good pass. And, you know, the first game, now that, that team has played a lot of good teams. I don't care if the ACC only had five teams in the tournament. It's still the ACC. So they're not going to be intimidated. And, and, and if they make shots, they're going to be hard to beat. But they don't play much defense. And I think that's probably good news for the Jays. Andrew asked me this morning my biggest takeaway, and I said, number one, I didn't even hesitate. I said, I think Creighton got, or excuse me, Kansas got jobbed. Number one, getting chipped out of the yeah. Midwest. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, Houston doesn't have Sasser. They lost their conference tournament as well, and they jumped Kansas to the Midwest. Kansas yeah. playing without their head coach, lost to a hot Texas team, and they get shipped to the West? I was like, yeah. wow, that did not seem... I don't know. See, it seemed a little off, and and I completely agree. the The West is loaded. It is. So the West region is loaded now. They got shipped to the West, but they got shipped to Las Vegas, and that ain't quite the West. I mean, that's like there's going to be a lot of Kansas fans playing blackjack. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Like it's. Yeah, it's you, you, you also City. have Gonzaga and UCLA and Arkansas right. and Illinois and TCU that's and St. Mary. Yeah, that's that listen, that's a monster, okay? That that's, that's a monster. But if you put Yes, if you put that group in Kansas City, it would have been easier. But um yeah, and Gonzaga knows how to get to Las Vegas. I mean they they'll they'll have a lot of fans there and yeah, it's 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 easily the toughest region. Um Maybe what Kansas can hope for is that you know they don't have to play the entire side, two three side. They they only have to play one team on that side. So, um, you know, we'll see. Arkansas Illinois is a fun game. What surprised me is Illinois wins it, even though Arkansas has got more talent. Um, what surprised me is Illinois wins it, and then you get Brad Underwood against Kansas. You just never know. I mean, Brad Underwood will 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 coach his tail off against KU. So we'll we'll see. And and Des Moines is close to Illinois too. 
Like, I mean, you know, that's just a drive over. So, it, yeah, Kansas, Kansas, if they get all the way to the to the end of it, will have earned their way. Uh, and and Houston, you know, they're they're a good team, but I I don't I don't actually anticipate they're going to be there when it comes down to it. I, I don't think they're going to make it all the way home. We're talking to Sam McEwen, sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Toss him a follow on Twitter at SW McEwen. O-W-H. Sam, uh, there are two super hot teams in, uh, in March, and one's Duke. The other is a Big Ten school, Penn State. What do you make of their draw against Texas A&M, another very good team that made it to the SEC final for two straight years? Penn State's the team that I think Nebraska probably wishes it was. Um, <laughs> I remember they used to be a comp like six year, seven years ago, remember? That was fun. Yeah, you know, I think I think – Penn State does the things that Fred Hoiberg would love to do, I and mean, they shoot a ton of threes. Um, they play they play really really competent basketball um, in a lot of ways, and so I, that's a team that I think they would um, you know, Nebraska would like to be. Uh, Penn State got a bad draw, and, and so I don't I don't anticipate. I think they're going to have a hard time winning their first game, you know, and and they're playing a good team and. You know, if they get through it, then maybe they can they can uh, they can work through to the to the next weekend. Um, yeah, Duke is. You know, I think John Shire is is doing a nice job, and I, I wouldn't describe myself as a Duke fan, but maybe I'm more of a Duke fan if he's there. You know, and and he's you know he's got a little bit of humility to him, and and uh, it, they're going to be they're going to be tough. The other team that I would say is hot is Marquette, yeah. and and uh, I tell you what, I'm glad they got up to a two line. They deserved that. Uh, they did. They. I was concerned Baylor was going to stay at a two, and that would have been ridiculous. Uh, Marquette, Marquette's going to the Final Four, and on my bracket, that's a uh, that's one hell of a coach. They got a great point guard. Now he's back to being that and, again. That's funny. Yeah. At, te- at Texas, the well, job was too big for him, mm-hmm. and now he's one hell of a coach again. I, well, yeah, that's how people. To, to that's, his credit, I think. Yeah, I agree. To his credit, I think he knew what what the best fit was for him, and and you know, he to his credit, and and I don't. The Texas job is a strange one. It's it's not an easy job, um, and it's, it's harder in football even. But he he always was a good coach, and he's at a good spot for him. Um, and he's got good players, and and uh, they're they're going to be a hard team to knock out, in my opinion. I think they're, you know, what they did in the Big East tournament. And I know they almost lost to UConn, but beating beating UConn in Madison Square Garden is basically like beating UConn and UConn. So, you know, that they're, they're really good, and and so uh, I think Marquette's going to make the Final Four in my book. Duke will fall short. Penn State, I don't know. You know, I don't. It's hard to say. I feel bad that they got the game they got. But, you know, I feel bad that the Big Ten feels it necessary to, to run the thing all the way to Sunday afternoon. And I, 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 assume, I assume that's done for TV considerations. But, uh, you know, Penn State just basically played an MC tournament in four days. And so now they've got to try to find a way to recoup and, and rest. And, you know, there's, there's a reason why some of those teams don't play that hard in that event. Um, I don't think Tom Mitchell's ever ever prioritized the Big Ten tournament. It showed. <laughs> it showed playing Ohio State. So, um, you know, I, I 
tell you that I thought Michigan State have a better chance of making a run than, than Penn State based on you know not spending four days or five days in Chicago. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, Sam, uh, let me switch gears real quick because, you know, we've heard a lot about the big March 25th weekend and recruiting, and it seems like, and maybe it's just me because I've unplugged, so that's I'm fully admitting that, but it seems like we've cooled a little bit on, on the Rayola silent commit coming to Nebraska, this whole deal. Well, there's some people, oh, you know, March, you know, that weekend and whatever. Kalen will announce today. I don't think those two things, for Nebraska anyway, are connected at all. Um, it's because I don't no. think Nebraska thinks he's coming there, and I, I think they're okay with that. But does Nebraska – is the next momentum buzz post-March 25th, or is it later than that for you at, sometime after spring ball? I think it's entirely possible they can get a commit or two uh, March 25th. I don't know that Dylan Rayola will be that person. Um, they're going to have a lot of guys in town, uh, so I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to near, I don't want to say it won't happen. Um, but I would be surprised if if they they got a ton of momentum that day. I think you what you do is you have Junior Day. You lay the you lay the groundwork, and then you see what you got on spring game day because you can start paying for the visits here pretty soon in in April. And so maybe you can bring a couple of these kids back. I'll be curious to see what Matt rules beats down in Kansas City, which is very important uh, if that if that attracts any more kids here in the next three four weeks. Um, one well, of the smarter moves rule is made. He said last week. I mean, going there last week that was a big deal for him. Like, you know, he he wanted to really reestablish some presence in Kansas City. Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, Nebraska spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get in St. Louis uh, over several coaching staff. And I'm not saying that's not important because St. Louis has turned out some incredible players that went to Ohio State, mostly Oklahoma, mm-hmm. a few to Missouri. Um, but, but they've lost a grip in Kansas City since Bo left. And, uh, you know, how many good players they got out of Kansas City under Bo? Pretty good players. The Davis Twins, Malik Collins, uh, Freedom Akamola Dune. Yeah, Michael Rose Ivy. I mean, there's a whole bunch of players they got out of Kansas City. And since Bo left, Bo Pelini of all people, since Bo left and John Garrison left and, you know, whatever, um, they've gotten uh, Bo Wilson and uh, then Jaden Doss just here recently. That's it. And that's, I mean, that's just not good enough. And so rule going down there, I think was a was a great thing. Um, no, I, I mean Dylan Rayola. Uh, I mean, we've 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 had I think a good conversation about this. I, it's it's going to be hard for Nebraska to make it work, but I think they can do it. And they're going to have to. I don't think the dynamics to change will change on March 25th either. Um, I, I I don't think there's another player who could commit to Nebraska that's going to convince. Him. Um, because USC is going to mark every good player that Nebraska gets with some good player. So, you know, I think the dynamics are, are still the same. And and those decisions will just have to be worked out and and made. And, you know, I, I wouldn't fault the kid for anything he does or his family for anything they do. Um, I think that going to Nebraska will be, would, be far, would be more financially lucrative um, than it would be to USC. But who knows? Maybe there's a there's a there's a benefactor at USC that's willing to pony up a lot of NAL money. He just USC has a lot of rich donors. 
Hey, so, more than Nebraska does. So we'll see. I don't know. Sam, what do you think? What do you think Danny does um, today with his announcement? Pick somewhere else. Um, I think the three finalists are Missouri, North Carolina, and Colorado. Um, Missouri, you know. Uh, yeah, that's that's the, that's my guess. Spot. Yeah. So I think uh, I talked to Danny a couple weeks ago, and it's just been so busy we we didn't write it up. We'll try to talk to him again today. I think. You know, for him, it's just been a really good journey. Of he's done this for a long time now. I mean, he's been he's been on the recruiting trail, so to speak, for three years, and his, he was very intentional in the way that he went about it. Um, much more intentional than most kids who go into this. He he you know he pursued uh, and was not just merely pursued. And so um, I think he's probably done a lot of homework. Uh, and and if that's where he goes, you know. Uh, Brady Cook and Connor Basilak have had success at Missouri. Um, you know, Eli Drinkwitz is a is a dynamic guy. Yeah, he's done a good job. Love, yeah, he'd love to get a foothold up here. Um, and if if they're able to do that, then I think, uh, for example, unlike Mike Gundy, and then Mike Gundy's a good coach too. I don't know that Mike Gundy is going to be coming up here and and necessarily doing a ton of recruiting per se. Um, after Zane Forrest. Maybe if Zane's great down there, then they hey, – Well, he, I mean, he, I, he got the better quarterback. I mean, so that's kind of a weird – I mean, he doesn't have to – But you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, he did. But, but like, I think Eli Drinkwitz would love to get two or three players out of Omaha. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely trying. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know that Mike Gundy cares that much. Yeah, I get he, you. And Mike Gundy's a different person. I get you. Uh, he's he's a strange, kind of a strange person. Uh, but – but he's different. Drink was, but they've been they've been making an effort to, to recruit to recruit Omaha, and so um, I think this would be an opportunity for them to, to get in. There's a lot of schools that, that have been trying to recruit Omaha hard, and and, and rightfully so. Uh, Kalen will probably go, if he goes down there, Danny will turn around and be a very good recruiter uh, for 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 Missouri. And it's a, it's a weird situation, guys. You know, for the second straight year. It's very likely that uh, that the top prep quarterback in the state is going to pick somewhere else to go mm-hmm. than Nebraska. Last year was Nebraska's fault, uh, in my opinion. This year, I don't know that I can say that because if at the, if at the end of this thing, Dylan Rayola is at Nebraska, and you got nine thousand scholarship quarterbacks down there to begin with, which they do. Nine thousand. I just don't know if you. Can, I don't know if you can blame. I don't think you can put any any of that on Nebraska. I just. I just, I think you got to go after Dylan Rayola. You know, you just have to, and there's just no other choice. And you got to wait for his commit. You can't, you can't, you can't take some other kid's commit and then tell Dylan Rayola whatever. So Danny needs to commit now, and feels like he needs to commit at the beginning of March instead of. You know, I May. am a little surprised it's this early, but I mean, I get it. I mean, the offers are what they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm, I guess I'm surprised the offers weren't going to change. The only thing that would change by May is Nebraska's situation. Yeah, and or how know, committable and, and they course. were, which I have no insight to. I assume they're all legit. So I mean, it just seems. And listen, I mean, it's good that he. If I'm all for somebody knowing where they want to be, and if you do, man, go get it because I think that's the best way to do it. Because it's hard to win and it's hard to be good. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and I think, again, he's another one who has been 
doing this a long time, so you know he probably has a better idea of what he wants to do. I, I just again the challenge is that Nebraska really can't take any commits right now because they have to wait it out with with Rayola, and I wouldn't have expected Dylan Rayola to be to be ready to commit by now. So mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes. Sam, you're the best man. We appreciate your time. We'll talk again next week. All right, kicker. Sam McEwen at SW McEwen, O-W-H on Twitter. Uh, coming up, uh, a lot still to unwrap. We'll get into NFL, more selection Sunday, and more. Stick with us.